0: In 1877, Sir George Grey, the Premier of New Zealand, received a message from a small town in the heart of Auckland stating that there were stirrings of a new native uprising. He immediately dispatched a large force to quell the rebels. The government were taking no chances and were intent on sending a clear message to the natives that any signs of unrest would be dealt with swiftly and severely. The last thing the government needed was for the might of the British Empire to be shown up again by a bunch of angry natives wielding sticks and stones. The government was determined to quash all troublemakers before they gained any traction. But when the soldiers reached the town, all they found were three women and an old man. Everyone else lay strewn across the town. Some were shot, some had been hung, Some had body parts missing, and others much worse. 24 hours earlier. Seven constables arrive in the dead of night to a tiny cottage on the outskirts of the town. They dismount and approach the cottage stealthily.
1: Open up in the name of the law.
0: The constables don't bother waiting for an answer.
1: Smash it down!
0: <laughs> the constables crash through the front door to find three women mid-karakia sitting in the middle of a finely woven fariki. They are confused by the intrusion.
1: Don't move! You're under arrest, all three of you! Don't play stupid with me, you witch! <laughs>
0: One of the constables holds up his shotgun.
1: <laughs> Calm down now. Nobody do anything stupid. You're all under arrest for practicing witchcraft and conspiring with Lucifer.
0: Adriana, the pakike of the three, calms her sisters. <laughs> the constable points to the jars and bunches of various plants.
1: Are these the ingredients you use to make your potions and hexes? Hekumaraho. Hekawakawa. Kuare. What did you call me? Take them away!
0: The three sisters are taken outside and the constables throw their torches onto the veranda, setting the fire ablaze. Cole! runs towards one of the constables who smashes her in the face with the butt of his shotgun. She drops to her knees with blood running down her face. Hediana runs to help, The constable turns to the others.
1: Make sure it's to the ground! Ah,
0: the constable lifts his shotgun to strike out. Constable! Hmm? Enough! They'll get
1: their commands. Very well. Don't you worry.
0: Kitty is a bit groggy as the three sisters are tied up. They are then dragged behind horses all the way into the town. There is one main street with a bank, a blacksmith, a country store and a flimsy looking jail made of rope raupō. The three women are chained to a line of poles at the rear of the jail. Word spreads quickly. By early morning, the iwi learn of their capture and send for assistance from neighbouring tribes. The morning also brings the armed constabulary of around 50 soldiers. They have come to reinforce the town and prepare for possible retaliation. A message has also been dispatched to the government requesting assistance. It seems that a confrontation may be unavoidable. The soldiers set up sniper positions and barricades in anticipation of trouble. Their scouts report that the native forces are massing just outside the town. A speedy trial has been set for noon and the whole town has turned up for the show. Just before the trial is about to start, the windows of the town start to shake. All the soldiers rush, taking their positions. A haka rings out, sending chills down the spines of the defenders, who all cock their rifles and point them in the direction of the sound, which is growing by the second. Over the horizon they come, a towa of 140 lean, muscled, naked warriors with tāmoko from head to toe standing in seven rows of 20. Some have muskets, but most are wielding taiaha tefa. They stop at a certain point, experienced with the lethal range of the musket. Their taki leads them through a peru, which sees the warriors leap high into the air. and the warriors seem like they are barely touching the ground before one final leap and then down onto one knee. Hold your fire. Everybody stay calm. When the dust settles, a lone figure is standing behind the towa. A Koraua, in his 70s, is dressed in a fine suit with mirror shoes a top hat, and holding a tokotoko in his right hand. He walks forward slowly, and the warriors make a pathway out of respect and fear. Hold it right there, mister. We will kill you. Don't come any closer, or every last one of you will die today. The grower lifts his left hand in the air and suddenly clutches it like he's catching a stone. He utters a single word under his breath. It's an ancient curse that turns your own words against you. Kapo!
1: What did you say? Every last one of you will die today!
0: The crower lifts his tokotoko and slams it into the earth. A circular ripple of dust shoots out from the crower, and a panic constant shoots. Which triggers a few others to shoot as well. Hold your fire, damn it! Hold your fire! A bullet grazes the crowa's shoulder, which knocks him backwards. This prompts the Towa to charge, but the crower lifts his tokotoko again and swirls it in front of him, halting the Towa. The crower points his tokotoko to the ground, and the Towa drops to one knee. Everyone turns their gaze to see a shooting star, a rare sight in broad daylight. It explodes before it hits the ground, and there is a bright flash in the sky. Several seconds later, there is a sound wave that hits the town, smashing a number of windows. There is a stir amongst the talua.
1: The
0: sheriff comes out from behind the barricade. He places his weapon down and moves slowly towards the Krowa. Old man, hold it right there. Leave now while you can. Funny, I was about to say
1: the same thing.
0: Are you serious? Tree branches against the might of the gun? <laughs> That's not a fair fight. The Krowa lifts his tokotoko
1: my tree branch? Against your guns? You're right. That's not a fair fight at all. But I'll try to fall easy on you.
0: The Sheriff is eyeballing the Tauwa, who are brooding, waiting for the word. The crower glances behind.
1: Oh, you were referring to this lad behind me? No, 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 no. Like all your town folks over there, they have just come to watch the proceedings. Tuaka for their wahine, Let
0: them know
1: we are here.
0: I swear, if they take another step forward, my men will cut them down. Oh,
1: I give you my word that by the day's end, they will not have Taken a step forward and the three women will be free!
0: Before the sheriff can respond, there is a stirring outside the courthouse, up the main street. The townsfolk of around 60 or so men and women, pour out onto the main street, chanting and shouting. Trial has been a farce, of course, a mere formality.
1: (laughs) Ah, British law. Like the treaty. Fair and honest. Nera Pakeha.
0: Stop calling me that. I am just a man, an ordinary man.
1: Ordinary? Then that would make you a Maori. That could make things a little confusing. Last chance, let our wahine
0: go. The sheriff spits at the krowa's feet and walks away, deciding the krowa's last words didn't warrant a response. The townsfolk also waste no time in dishing out the sentence. They attach ropes with nooses to the saddles of three horses. They then throw the nooses over the town sign, which is 20 feet off the ground. The nooses will, of course, be attached to the necks of the three women. When given the signal, the horses will drag the three off the ground, causing them to be slowly strangled. It's a more gruesome way to die than the typical gallows and is reserved for the most heinous of crimes such as witchcraft. It concludes in the dragging of the bodies through the town to allow the townsfolk the opportunity to kick, punch or shoot the bodies as they pass by. The three women are brought out to the jeers of the waiting townsfolk who spit and shout obscenities as they are marched through. The three women see the korowa and the taua and bow their heads, being careful not to make eye contact with their Udi, lest their hearts break. They remain calm as a scrawny man in a dirty suit reads from a scroll, presumably the details of their sentence. The Krowa swivels and eyeballs the taua, ensuring that instincts don't inspire a violent reaction. The sheriff recognises the rise in tension and prepares his men. Stand ready! The turns back and begins his karakia. If the old man makes a move, cut him to pieces
1: gara kaita mata wo kohuru huru to utagata kino ye kawa ye kawa ye kawa tte kitatta what the fuck
0: swivels on the spot and pokes his tongue out at tatua
1: tatua
0: The taua respond and begin to whaetero, poking and flicking their tongues in all directions. Their whakapi sounds taunt the soldiers, egging them all. The koraua turns back and, using his tokotoko, quickly draws a jagged line in the dirt in front of him. I warned you. Fire! To be continued.
1: Pakikehua, he mea tuku nga wānanga o Altearwa. a Nate te māngai pāho i tautoko. Pakikehua, brought to you by te wānanga o Altearwa with funding from te māngai pāho.